We continue with the exclusive venue that you must use to bring sacrifices to Hashem. You should say to them, says God, anyone from the house of Israel or the converts who dwell amongst them who offers up the limbs of a, an ascent offering, remember an ascent offering is an Allah, a, sac- a sacrifice that goes totally to God, or any other sacrifice, instead of bringing them to the temple, they bring them outside the tabernacle. So even if it's just part of the limbs, they will get punished. Now let's talk about blood. Ironically, blood libels are one of the biggest sources of terror to the Jewish people in the Middle Ages, up to recent times. Hashem says, you've been taught that you must not consume the blood of animals. The punishment I will give to anyone in the house of Israel is that I will set my attention on that individual and cut him off from amongst the people. Consuming blood is such a serious offense because the soul of any creature sits in its blood. It's dependent on the presence of blood in the body. I have therefore given its blood to you, not to consume, but to be placed on the altar to atone for your souls. For it is only the blood of a sacrificial animal that can atone for the soul. And therefore I say to the Israelites, none of you, even your minor children, may consume any blood of animal or fowl. If anyone amongst you traps a wild animal or fowl that's permissible for consumption when he sheds its blood he must cover its blood with dust um, it's, this is practiced till today that it's called kisui hadamba offer you cover the blood with dust so for example on the day before Yom Kippur many Jews have a custom of doing kaparot with a chicken or a rooster, and then it's slaughtered, and then you cover the blood with dust, and you actually make a bracha on it. When slaughtering domestic cows, sheep, or goats, it's not necessary to cover the blood, nor is it necessary to cover the blood of animals that are forbidden for consumption if you kill them for some other purpose. In any case, you should only eat meat when you can afford it. I am commanding the Israelites to cover the blood of wild animals, and foul, because concerning the flesh, the soul of the flesh, it is the blood of the flesh that represents the flesh's soul. And therefore, once again, I tell to the Jewish people, do not eat it. Now Hashem moves on and talks about impurity contracted by eating carrion or fowl. You've been, touched, you've been taught that touching or carrying animals permitted for food that die by any means other than proper ritual slaughter, just by carrying that animal, you get impure. In contrast, the carrion of permitted fowl imparts ritual defilement only when eaten. And in that case, they must immerse themselves in the mikvah until they could become purified. Hashem speaks to Moshe, and now we move on to some hectic, hectic stuff. Forbidden sexual relations. Some of the stuff is hair-raising. In other words, why would anyone go there? But unfortunately, the human um, impulse is pretty dark. And almost each of these, if not all of them, has been broken, at least by some people throughout history. Hashem speaks to Moshe and says, tell the Jews and say to them, it may seem to you that The closer the relative to you, the more fitting he or she should be as a spouse. After all, 
Abraham specifically saw the relative as a wife for his son Isaac. And B, by having children together, spouses become one flesh. And this goal is accomplished all the more when the spouses themselves are related. And C, marriages amongst close relatives have already been both sanctioned and successful. Abram's children married each other. Jacob married sister. His son married sisters. Amram married his aunt Yocheved, by whom he fathered Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Nonetheless, despite any logical arguments to the contrary, and yes, today we live thousands of years later, so there's no logic in marrying a relative, but once upon a time there was a strong logic. Hashem says, I am forbidding you to marry certain close relatives. You heard me say, I am God, your God, at Mount Sinai when I pronounced the Ten Commandments at the time. <clears throat> you accepted my authority over you, and you must therefore accept these rules now, whether they make sense or not. Furthermore, I am aware that the attachment to another person can be so strong, the attraction, the sexual attraction, that may cause you to consider to defy these prohibitions or even forsake me altogether if you become attached to somebody forbidden for you in any kind of relationship. Therefore, bear in mind that I, the creator and ruler of the earth, I'm the source of these prohibitions, so you should not expect any positive outcome from transgressing them. And if you think to flout the possibility of future misery in favor of temporary happiness, bear in mind that I'm your God, who, who gives consequences as well, and ultimately can take away the happiness in a moment. And finally, if you ask why I implement, implanted in you the ability to become so strongly attached to other people, that it might compel you to defy me, it is in order to reward you incredibly for overcoming this challenge. Be assured that I, God, can be relied on to amplify your reward for doing the right thing. You must not imitate any of the practices of Egypt where you come from now, because there's even the parts of Egypt that you were staying in which are even worse than the rest of Egypt, because they were extremely immoral. And you must similarly not imitate the practices of Canaan, the land of Israel where you're about to go to. For the present populations of these local locales are the most debased in the world. You must not even follow their social conventions, such as attending their dramatic performances or sports events or engaging in superstitious practices. Rather, you must perform my ordinances which is rational commandments, and safeguard my rules, which is super rational commandments, by studying the laws. Furthermore, you must continue to pursue them and their study even once you think you have mastered them. Never think that you are free to forsake your study in favor of the study of other cultures and religions. Ironically, so many of us know so much more about other religions than our own, and know more about Greek mythology than our own history. You must even safeguard the details of my rules and my ordinances, which are not explicitly mentioned here, but which I will teach you orally. And that's the Talmud. All of which a man must do in order to live by them in the afterlife. I, being God, may be relied upon to give you the reward.